You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM on the unceded, unsurrendered territories of the Lekwungen and Hussanich peoples. This land now referred to as Victoria, British Columbia. You can catch us online at cfuv.ca. I met some people on the train headed for the Welcome to Solidarity, a program dedicated to amplifying the frontline voices in solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs. This is episode one, The Rule of Law. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, invasion on unceded Wet'suwet'en territory started over a year ago on January 7, 2019. The RCMP recently raided Wet'suwet'en territory on February 6, 2020, and arrested six people and prevented the media from filming the raid. This recent raid prompted solidarity events across Canada and around the world. On February 7, 2020, Indigenous youth locked themselves to the ceremonial gate at the BC Legislature in downtown Victoria, located on Lekwungen territories. Danielle Guerrero speaks in the next clip from the Legislature on February 7 in Victoria, British Columbia. Danielle Guerrero Queensna, Tanachinslas, Han Okmeo, Almanoxinsqualoin, Hoichuk. Hello, my name is Danielle Guerrero. I come from the Squamish and Lilwat Nation. Um, I am currently one of the many Indigenous youth standing in solidarity with Wet'suwet'en. A group of us have been occupying the colonial ceremonial entrance of the Victoria Legislative Building. We have been here since noon on Wednesday and are on our 53rd hour of constant occupation. We are doing this individual solidarity action until RCMP and CGL are off Wet'suwet'en land. We have friends and relatives up north at Gidamdan and Unistoten checkpoint and are currently, who are currently forced facing militarized RCMP officers who are raiding their territory. We all need to keep our eyes on them as they put their bodies on the line to protect their territories. They have every right to live on their traditional, unceded, sovereign land. We are doing everything in our power to stand with them. Indigenous youth occupied the BC Legislature in Victoria on Lekwungen Territory from 12pm February 6th until February 11th at 1am. In the next clip, Takaya Blainley speaks about the message that Indigenous youth wanted to communicate to the government of Canada and the world. When we defend the land, that is self-defense. We are defending our bodies from violence. And this is not a protest. This is spiritual resistance. This is us reclaiming what was stolen from us. And we are not protesters. We are not anti-pipeline protesters. And as media, you have the responsibility to tell a truthful story what we are as Indigenous land defenders because this is not a pipeline fight. This is about Indigenous sovereignty. And this is about the values of our ancestors. The value of the water and the land. But in case you didn't hear them, in case you weren't listening, they said no. They said it in your language. Don't you understand? Listen to the land. Tell me what about your grandchildren? Up next is a clip from Colin Sutherland Wilson on how the media and the government of Canada have been portraying the soft blockade that occurred at the legislature. On February 11th, 2020, entrances to the BC Legislature were blockaded by supporters of Indigenous youth occupying the BC Legislature steps in solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en hereditary leadership. 
A group of legal observers were present at the BC Legislature from 12 p.m. on February 6, 2020 to 1 a.m. on February 12, 2020. During the blockade on February 11, 2020, they documented their observations in 21 notebooks and 62 videos. 24 legal observers were present to witness the blockade on February 11, 2020. Notes, videos, and personal recollections of legal observers show that the Indigenous youth and their representatives communicated regularly to supporters to stay peaceful, abide by police requests, and refrain from engaging in violence. Notes, videos, and personal recollections of legal observers do not corroborate claims that supporters committed assault. Inquiries can be directed to legalobserversvic at gmail.com. So, along those lines, what we have found to be problematic about this whole situation is uh, this government's insistence on focusing on these allegations of uh, violence rather than communicating towards the message that we were trying to send. Some of what kept us thriving for thousands and thousands of years, something that literally reflects the land and water in which we come from. We're gonna sing, and we're gonna show them how loud we can sing. Hey, look, Tesla. Taking the call on this song, the Royal Proclamation song. The Chief Wakuidi of the Numgis gave this song to the Wet'suwet'en, and the wording to the song says, the sun is still shining, the grass is still growing, the waters are still flowing, oh pitiful Canada. And it's a reference to the Royal Proclamation that said, as long as the sun shines, the grass grows, and the water flows, Indians will have title on Canada. And this song is a reminder to Canadians of that. Indigenous sovereignty is at the center of this conflict with the government of Canada. In the next clip, Danielle Guerrero speaks about unceded Wet'suwet'en territory. Indigenous people have been on these lands since time immemorial. And it's very important to recognize that these lands are unceded. They are they haven't been surrendered and we continue to occupy spaces like this to remind Canada that we are still here and that we are still on these lands practicing our traditions and our languages even after hundreds of years of forced assimilation through residential school, through the 60s scoop, through our um, missing and murdered indigenous women, girls and two-spirited people, through just overall genocide, we continue to show that we're here occupying these lands and that we will continue to do so through anything. We are, we are willing to put our bodies and our safeties on the lines to protect these lands. And I think that it's important to note that we are, we are doing this to protect our people, but we're also doing it to protect the future of everybody. Um, without our lands and without our waters, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be people here. And we're doing everything we can to save those. Wet'suwet'en territory is unceded territory, which means that there was never a treaty signed with the Government of Canada establishing a relationship to share the land and resources. In 1997, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled in the Delgamook court case that the Wet'suwet'en people, as represented by the hereditary chiefs, had not given up rights and title to the 22,000 square kilometres of northern British Columbia. Colin Sutherland-Wilson speaks about the historical context behind the sovereignty of the Wet'suwet'en people. About bad council and hereditary chiefs, this is not an issue of internal divisions within Wet'suwet'en society. If you believe that is the case, then I must inform you that you are living in a fantasy land. Because the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs have made it clear from the beginning since the imposition of the Indian Act in 1876, they've made it clear that they reject the reserve system, that they reject the band councils. Because the band councils are an extension of the federal government. They are accountable to the federal government. They are paid for by the federal government. Whereas the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs represent the house groups that have complete authority over their territories. 
as was made clear in the Delgamuk vs. British Columbia Supreme Court decision in 1997. It was made clear that all of the house groups of the Wet'suwet'en and the Kiksan had a claim to the rights and title of each of their individual territories. And the six justices in that Supreme Court of Canada, the highest court of the land, they said that they recommended either that it go back to retrial or even better yet, that Canada and British Columbia engage in good faith negotiations with the Wet'suwet'en peoples. Because the Wet'suwet'en peoples have never had their rights and title extinguished by British Columbia, despite the British Columbian Supreme Court trying to make that a fact in 1991. We had to fight for our rights as we have always had to fight. The government of British Columbia and Coastal GasLink did not receive consent from the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs to proceed with the pipeline project. Caitlin Vernon from the Sierra Club of Canada speaks more about the Supreme Court ruling and the importance of consulting with the hereditary chiefs, not the band councils. 
The conflict and uncertainty that we're seeing is a direct result of the state failing to do its due diligence in identifying the legitimate decision makers in Wet'suwet'en territory. Just a few short months ago, we were welcoming and celebrating the BC legislation to bring the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples into harmony with BC laws. But the BC government actions and the actions of the RCMP have shown this commitment to the UN Declaration to be hypocrisy and hollow words. It is outrageous and completely unacceptable to see heavily militarized police surrounding unarmed indigenous peoples with assault rifles and violently and forcibly removing them from their own territories. As the Grand Chief already said, but it was in my notes, reconciliation does not happen at gunpoint. The UN Declaration is clear that Indigenous peoples shall not be forcibly removed from their lands, and that they have the right to determine their own institutions and procedures by which consent is sought. This has not happened. It's not sufficient to only consult the band councils. The hereditary chiefs who have governance authority over their house territories were not consulted. This is wrong under the UN Declaration. This is wrong under Wet'suwet'en law. And this is wrong under Canadian law. John Horgan, the Premier for British Columbia, and Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, have both responded that the rule of law must prevail in Canada. Colin Sutherland-Wilson speaks more about how the rule of law doesn't even follow Canadian law in the next clip. The Premier is essentially trying to wipe a whole series, a whole history of injustices under the rug that he calls the rule of law. But this rule of law, you know, it's not Wet'suwet'en law. It's not even Canadian law. Like if you look at the Constitution, Section 35, if you look at the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, if you look at Supreme Court case law, especially uh, Delgamook versus British Columbia, which, you know, the Wet'suwet'en were plaintiffs alongside the Gixan. If you look at international law, you know that his rule of law is hardly justifiable. And it's going to become harder and harder to defend. The people are making it clear that it's going to cost a lot more for this province to push this project through without the free prior and informed consent of the Wet'suwet'en people than to simply revoke the permits and begin discussions anew in good faith. That is what has to take place because free, prior, and informed consent includes the words prior. We can't be doing this after the fact, after a militarized invasion of a territory has taken place. So the RCMP and CGL need to be withdrawn from those territories if this is to happen in good faith. The 
Micaiah Blainley speaks more about how the rule of law has been applied in Canada and how this differs from Indigenous law. The rule of law has been used to justify the sterilization of Indigenous women. It's been used to justify the removal of Indigenous children from their homes. Right now it's being used to justify the removal of Wet'suwet'en people from their own territories. So we stand for Indigenous laws. They are the instructions of the land. They are the values of the land, the values of the water. And we hold that to be sacred. And we ask you to act as if the land that you are walking upon is sacred. Act as if the land that you are walking upon is something that you rely on for survival. Act as if the water you drink is what you require to live. Because that is the truth. And we as Indigenous youth are waking up the world as to what it is to be a human being. What it is to be accountable to our communities, what it is to be accountable to the sacred, what it is to be accountable to your own children and to future generations. If you'd like to get involved and help support the Wet'suwet'en land defenders, you can go online to www.unistoten.camp. That's www.unistoten.camp, and you will find links to a monthly donation or a single donation to their legal fund, and there's also a link to purchase merch to help support them. And if you'd like to write the Prime Minister, you can actually mail the Prime Minister for free. And his address is 80 Wellington Street, Ottawa, Ontario, K1A0A2. Or you can fax him at 613-941-6900. You can also contact Justin Trudeau online at Justin J.P. Trudeau, which is his Instagram handle, or on Twitter at Justin Trudeau. The music in this episode is from Najiwan, the Resistance Rising Choir, and the Indigenous youth themselves. Thank you so much for tuning in, and you can catch on-demand replays of this episode online at cfuv.ca. Stay tuned for episode two, Shutting Down Canada. Don't you understand? Listen to the land. Tell me what about your grandchildren? What you gonna... You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded, unsurrendered territories of the Hussainic and Lekwungen peoples. This land now referred to as Victoria. CFUV is proud to amplify Indigenous, Femme, and queer voices on our airwaves. To see a full spectrum of our programs, please visit cfuv.ca. We are the tribe that they cannot see. We live on an industrial reservation. We are the Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native American. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. The callers of names cannot see us, but we can see them. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Our DNA is of past and future. We are the Halusa Nation. We 
are the evolution, the continuation. Alusa Nation. Bismillah. Hey! Showing living by the Z code. What the f is Fleek though? Don't ask them, what do he know? What I forgot is better than whatever they remember. Never mind, I'm off it. It's quiet for him. Time to put the temper tantrums to the quiet corner. Hush, that's enough, said the ruler. No suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm up, they call they riot garments, top five. Dying on and on them, super fly, slick top rope, eagles diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, smoky. Big chief heart rate, big beat, B-E-Y, I see straight jacket, come clean, big said it was a dream. Now it's a living thing, with you and living kings, I mean it, I mean
an eclectic group of award-winning string wizards will come together to present an evening of fear candy from various roots. What? Is that true? <laughs> Ear candy. CFUV is people-powered radio, and sometimes people make mistakes. That's how you can know we're not robots. CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, or visit us online, cfuv.ca. collect call from an inmate at an alien nation correctional facility to accept the charges press one thank you connecting now it's me jack listen you gotta find charlie you guys gotta find him you gotta find him and pass this on to him before it's too late i think it's too late already but i'm begging you try for me you guys got pull you do people listen to you you know they do so maybe, just maybe, that kid Charlie, he'll hear this too. Charlie, I don't know how I'm going to survive in here. I think I want to die. I mean it. I'm surrounded by animals. 
beasts without nations. It's a human zoo with the hyenas in charge. And I'm just at the start of the sentence, and I got no relations. When you guys find him, please tell him this. You still come to me sometimes, Charlie. Your thin face, your cheekbones sharp as knives. You were lost, no doubt about it. You ran away from that residential school, and all you wanted, you said, was just to get home. Your face still haunts me, and it's always at moments when I least want to remember you. When another news report announces the find of another murdered Indian woman, and I wonder if this is the one who will be mum. I think of you, Charlie, when I'm walking in my hood and the cops throw me on the concrete because I rock my colors. I remember you when I'm jonesing for something I know I can't have. I hate to say it, but sometimes I wish I'd never met you. I wish they never did in that school what they did to you. You're still hurting, Charlie. We're gonna hurt for a long time. We hurt from the before, and it makes us hurt so bad right now. Sabía 
Hi, my name is Eunice Joe. My new channel name is Tlashaks, and I invite you to tune in to the award-winning First Nations radio show, CM Na Swamot. Tune in every Wednesday, 11 a.m. on CFUV 101.9 FM, UVic Campus Radio, CM Na Swamot, my honored Native fellow people. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria, online at cfuv.ca. Check out our new program schedule on our website to make sure you never miss your favourite CFUV shows. Did you miss last week's episode? Don't fret, because you can relive all the action online. CFUV 101.9 FM, the voice of Victoria.
spiritual in the natural, through sense and feeling. Everything is related. All the things of earth and in the sky have spirit. Everything is sacred. Confronted by the alien nation, the subjects and the citizens see the material religions through trauma and numb. Nothing is related. All the things of the earth 
and in the sky have energy to be exploited. Even themselves, mining their spirits into souls sold, into nothing is sacred, not even their self. The Ally Nation, Alien Nation. <laughs> 